picture the scene. It's December, quite a few years ago now. Sounds like a start to a Frankie Valley song, this, doesn't it? And um, Denise is in the Trafford Centre on a mission to get a Wigan Athletic T-shirt. And um, at the time, this was when Wigan Athletic were playing incredibly well and everybody within a whatever mile radius of Wigan wanted to um, to get T-shirts um, for their um, significant little things in their family. And, uh, of course, if, if any of you know the north of England, the Trafford Centre isn't actually too far from Wigan. So Denise is on a mission, uh, who happened to live in the Lake District. So it was a bit of a trek. Um, and I'm in this shop and it says, last remaining Wigan Athletic boys T-shirts. And I thought, I am having those. So have a walk over there. And um, there's a big sign up saying, obviously, last, last um, shirts. And there's three on the shelf. So I'm thinking, I can never remember specifically what size he is and uh, you know how they grow and I don't see them as often and things like that so I'm I'm looking and thinking I can't get hold of my sister here what I'm going to do who is his grandmother and so I there's another woman looking at there's a couple of people looking at them and wandering around so I just bought three of them that were on the shelf and thought I'm having them um, because I can always take them back. I thought, I am on a mission here. I am not turning up at Christmas without having done my side of the bargain. You know, it's like at Christmas, you're told, oh, he wants this, you need to get him that. And then, you know, you imagine his face if you turn up on Christmas Day and, you know, haven't got it. Anyway, I fell foul of a very well-known influencing strategy which I'm going to talk about in today's podcast, along with five others. And these strategies could really switch around the success of your marketing. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Recruitment, Marketing and Sales Podcast. An obsessive focus on marketing and sales is the only way to accelerate your agency growth. So listen in now as we share the latest strategies and techniques guaranteed to deliver you more placements and profit. Well, hi there, everyone. This is Denise Oyston from Superfast Recruitment with the Marketing and Sales Podcast. So we're going to talk about influencing strategies uh, today. And uh, before we get into it, if you have not um, been over to the Superfast Recruitment uh, website, head over there. It's superfastrecruitment.co.uk. Just type it into Google and it will come up. And um, go and have a look on the blog. There is tons of information And uh, you will also find this podcast there and you can actually physically download the podcast and there is a transcription. If you have if you are not on our email list, sign up for one of our reports or watch one of our webinars. We do webinars every week and um, and then you can uh, make sure that you get notified when these podcasts come out. And uh, and also we we share lots of good stuff with you around uh, how to market your recruitment organization and If you are listening to this on iTunes, we would love, love, love you to give us a review because the more reviews we get, the more, the higher up this podcast uh, is 
and uh, the more we can get out there because we're on a mission to help lots of recruitment organisations across the globe really scale and grow because of the job that they do. And uh, some of you may know our background is is obviously, you know, sales and marketing and also training. And uh, we, we our, our link to recruitment, both Sharon and I, is that we used to do these huge sales force bills as, as sales directors in the uh, pharmaceutical industry. So we know the difference that a recruitment company can make to your career. And having used them personally, myself in my younger day, um, then I'm a, I'm a great advocate of recruitment. So... Let's get into it. And, uh, you know, the intro was a little bit of a story about my nephew, Sam, who actually now is um, has just actually finished his uh, his his A-levels and uh, is thinking of going into the Navy. So that's a that's an interesting one. But anyway, told a little story about his Wigan Athletic T-shirt. And uh, I did take the other two back, by the way. So influencing and its impact on marketing. If, you, if you've ever wondered why you bought something that wasn't in your planner budget last week, or, you know, you've gone on to Google and you book a surprise weekend away with your significant other, um, it's because you have been influenced to do that. And there are a number of influencing strategies that work like gangbusters because of the way our human site works. Basically, they just work. And there's a guy uh, that um, that studied, um, uh, who studies influence, um, and he's a bit of a legend. And he is Professor Robert Chialdini, the well-known professor of marketing at Arizona State University. And he's a New York Times bestselling author. Now, um, uh, on the blog, I've actually linked to his book, um, it's a great book. There's not a lot of pictures in it, just so you know. If you're a picture person, there's a lot of text in it, and the the, the subject matter and the way it explains it is absolute gold. I think he has another another book as well. It's a bit of an easier read called Fifty Strategies on Influence or something like that. But so his book on persuasion psychology, it's one of the leading resource guides, um, and uh, he he in it he identifies six key factors that uh, impact influence. So the first one is reciprocation, which is a posh word for saying, if you do something for me, I'm more likely to do something for you. Because the way that we're wired as human beings is we we like to pay our our debts and, um, you know, basic principle um, that, you know, do to others as as they do to you. So it's about, you know, treat people well. And according to to this idea of um, reciprocation, it leads us to feel obliged to offer concessions to others if they've offered them to us. Very, very simple. So, you know, um, if uh, I go out and, um, you know, I'm, I'm in a bar and I buy Louise a glass of wine, it's likely that Louise is probably going to want to buy me a glass of wine a little bit later on because that, that's how it all, all works. And um, uh, <laughs> I often tell a story of I'm not really an after dinner drinker. I do like the odd and I have to be honest, I am a and t girl. Um, however, I got into drinking amaretto. When I went to Turkey, I'd never drank it before. I'd, I'd always used it when I made. I have a very famous cake that I make, a tiramisu cake that everyone in the family loves. But And so I always used to use amaretto for that. And then uh, I was in Turkey in this lovely restaurant, one of our favourite restaurants. And um, at the end of the meal, they came along and gave me amaretto with ice. By the way, if you've never had it, it's a bit of a girl's drink, but, you know, go for it. Um, and... Uh, 
And it was, I thought, wow, this is really nice. And of course, it's all free because they are do they are using this reciprocation technique, whether they know it or not. So am I likely to go back to that restaurant that always makes sure that I have a couple of glasses of amaretto at the end of the evening, um, which I do not pay for? You know, it's a classic thing when you used to go into a you know, an Indian restaurant in the UK and they give you a rose or something like that. Well, if you're a woman, they do. I'm not quite sure what they do if you're a guy. But anyway, I don't want to waffle on. I think you get the point. So if reciprocation works and we absolutely know it does, it's one of the key strategies, then um, an example of what how that could work um, in your um, recruitment organisation is, let's just say that you have a blog on your website and on your blog, you are providing great content that uh, offers uh, both your candidates and your clients, depending on which how your market moves, um, information that, that is going to make their lives better. So let's just say I'm a candidate, I'm scratching my head, should I leave, you know, should I stay or should I go? Um, then you can have, you know, articles on, you know, how to make your your next career move. Should you stay or should you go? A tip, that would be a great blog, blog title. And so they've got all this information there. So let's just think about it. You are potentially there on your email list. You're sending them emails. You, you're driving them to the blog post and they are reading it. Who do you think when they are ready to move, they're going to come to. They're not going to go to the recruitment company down the road that that's website is uh, as, as old as the hills that doesn't have any content on there that doesn't really help them. Um, they're going to come to you because that's how it works. They're also going to be the person that picks up the phone and speaks to you. You know, it's similar. Um, we, we always encourage all of our clients to have, we call it a lead magnet, you can call it an ethical bribe, a free report. Um, so you are giving something of value in a PDF download, by the way, people love PDF downloads, that then, you know, f- for that, that person has got, you know, um, uh, uh, something of value, you have got their name and email address. And there's an unwritten uh, conversation going on between the fact that, you know, I have given you this and for that I'm going to be able to market to you and, and email to you. So you can see how powerful that is. Now, the next one is commitment and consistency. You know, um, fundamentally, again, as human beings, we do not like to back out of a situation. Once we've public, that's why people have contracts. <laughs> So that, you know, I've signed this. This is my word. It's about keeping my word. So once we've publicly committed to something or someone verbally or in writing, we're much more likely to follow through and deliver on that commitment. You only need to look at the crazy ice bucket challenge uh, a few years ago to, to see how that worked. You know, people were doing crazy things, you know, and having buckets of ice thrown all over them in, in order for them to give money to charity. So you can see that, you know, uh, how how important this is. And consistency is really key. Um, I remember when uh, we first started our business many, many 14, 15 years ago, no, 14 years ago, I think it is now. And, um, you know, at that time, um, it, you know, the first when you're in a new business, the first sort of year can be a bit of a challenge, really. Um, but but when you are consistently doing things, then things start to build. And, you know, I remember we had a couple of clients say, oh, I've seen all your stuff on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, I've uh, I've noticed you're here for the long the long term. Uh, let's let's start working together. So you can see that you know how what a difference that can make. Now, um, the third one, and this is important, is social proof. So um, 
Professor Chialdini describes it as um, people doing what they see other people doing. So this principle relies on people's sort of, if you like, sense of safety in numbers. And um, what's what's fascinating, we notice in in the, a lot of, um, you know, obviously we go into a lot of our clients' websites when we're writing content for them or uploading content, is that when they have like testimonials and case studies, that those pages are often the most viewed because people want to check you out. And if there's some social proof and if they see, you know, particularly video testimonials are very good and and case studies if you can get them. So if they see somebody like them, um, who has worked with you in the past. So they've got, say, again, this safety in numbers. They are much more likely to uh, to work with you. And it's like, you know, you go onto Amazon and you, you're buying a book or something like that. This is this is just human psychology. It's how we're wired. And you go along and you'll have a look at the reviews and you go, oh, it's not had as many reviews. Or you're buying a piece of equipment or something like that. Oh, that's only, you know, that's only had five reviews. And this one's had 550. And most of them are four star. Which Which product do you think? you know provided the price is right for you depending on what sort of purchases is you are likely to uh, to do so um the thing about it is if you have not got case studies or testimonials on your website that prove um your your recruiting expertise i would say that's a key so you know wherever you are hopefully not if you're driving <laughs> Don't do this if you're driving. I know a couple of our clients actually listen to this and drive. So just, you know, make a note of that. It's really important. A big key part of your marketing collateral. Now, the other thing as well for, for social proof, really easy to do, is to get some social sharing icons on your website. And as you are doing your social media, you know, encourage people to hit the like and share button because not only does it help get your message out there as well, it also provides some social proof. So, you know, if someone goes along to your blog post and um, they see that you've got, you know, uh, 50, one of the articles have got 50 or 60 shares, they are probably, when they're filtering through on their mobile phone or their iPad or whatever, they're probably going to go and read that article because they think, oh, you know, 56 people have actually liked this. It must be okay. I'm going to go and um, I'm going to go and read it. So you can see the the difference that that can make. Now, the next one is liking. <laughs> you wouldn't think that would work, would you? Anyway, it does. We like to buy from people who we like. Um, it's you know, the, the, there's very few of us are going to actually work with um, someone that we don't like. Not longer term, anyway. That's that's absolutely for sure. And um, the more you like uh, someone, the more you'll be persuaded by them. That's an absolute truth. Um, I'm, I end up doing things for my nieces that I just wouldn't, you know, necessarily, you know, I bend, <laughs> you know, I don't have, unfortunately, I've never had children myself, but I don't, you know, I bend over backwards for them because I love them all to pieces. So I do things for them. I'm easily persuaded by them. So liking is based on sharing something similar with people that you like, and it can be based on anything. You know, it can be as, as superficial as having the same breed of dog or even both having a dog, you know, and, and this is sort of really in, important in how you you build that relationship with someone. I'm going to give you a top tip in a minute as well. So, you know, uh, that's why, you know, why do you think Facebook has these like buttons and share buttons? It's because it's all built into our psychology. Um, so, you know, one of the things that is important, we always say to people, you know, on your About Us page, 
on your recruitment website. Make sure that it's engaging. Make sure there's things about you and what you do and, you know, the service that you you deliver for, for your um, for your clients as well. And, and something else here. Um, video is becoming more and more popular. And it's because we live in a different world now and through social media, through the fact that, you know, um, our, our population uh, age groups are different. You know, you'll have heard of millennials. They are very different people. They're, they're motivated by different things. Connection is really important for them. And you may wonder why video is so popular. And video is very popular because it gets, uh, it gives you an opportunity to experience somebody at all levels. Now, we do video, we do webinars, and you listen listen to this on a podcast. Now, obviously, you cannot see me. However, you hear my voice, you hear my stories, you hear, um, you know, authenticity in what I'm doing, which is going to make you probably like me a little bit more. So you know that I'm not a stuffy marketeer. I'm very successful at what I do, but I am me and I'm not going to change that anytime soon. And that will repel some people. And that's absolutely fine because you also want to repel people but it will also attract people people are more likely to like you know they'll come and listen so people might come and listen to our podcast where they don't listen to somebody else's and that's because we're building that liking and if you can build that liking then that makes a big difference and video is a great way to do that because not only are they seeing you but they're also hearing you and they're experiencing the content that you deliver, which I'm going to come on to in um, in another second. So video is a great way because video helps you to deliver your authenticity um, to the marketplace too. So um, good thing to, uh, to think about. Now, final two, um, one is authority. And what's important about authority? Might sound crazy. <laughs> People feel a sense of duty or obligation to people that um, are in a position of authority. I was talking to one of our neighbours the other the other day as well, and um, Maggie is a, an, a retired chief constable in the village, and she was talking about um, obviously as you know the police. Uh, still connect. She's still connected to lots of the 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 police guys that she worked with, and um, she was saying how the police isn't quite the same anymore. And we were laughing about the fact that you know if you saw a policeman walking down the street, you used to like you know many years ago, she's like put your shoulders back and like smile. And uh, but obviously now it's slightly different. But you know authority is a real big impact. Why do you think that certain people use doctors? or um, uh, dentists, you know, healthcare companies, you know, anyone with a white suit, a white coat on, um, or a, a blue coat, or whatever that might be in, in today's environment, um, uh, they're, they're looked up to. Now, the amazingly good thing <laughs> is that we can all be classed as authorities and in a very uh, cost-effective way. I mentioned podcasting before. Having a podcast, not, not many people have podcasts very easy to do. I love doing podcasts. It's very easy and it fits with my personality and, and style too. And, um, you know, you can, you can actually create your own podcast. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's pretty simple. Um, so you could do that, you know, video marketing, you become an authority because it's like you see famous people and authorities on the telly, 
talking about things. Um, so, you know, having having a video series, that could make a big difference for you. You know, one of the things we always encourage is like blogging. Um, so, you know, having a consistent content on your on your website makes you stand out from the crowd because not everybody does it. And we're here looking for knowledge and, it, you know, there's an unconscious a connection that people make that if you have lots of content on your site, you have an ebook to download or you have a free white paper or you're running a webinar and a webinar is like a training session. So anyone that does a bit of training is an authority, you know, all of these things can make a difference because, you know, as we said earlier, someone will come and use your recruitment service because you will be perceived as an authority. You know, if you look at the content that you write, you know, when we write content for for our clients, we always link it back to other articles on the website. We'll link it to an authority piece as well. So let's just say that, um, you know, for some of our our clients, we write on like, uh, you know, how to develop and engage your 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 team because obviously you're you're involved in the recruiting process, but you know you are you are a recruiting partner for your clients. So you know you want to help your clients and share some value around how to engage the 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 guys and girls they've just recruited so you know often what we will do is we'll link back to somewhere like Harbour Business Review and a you know a, a key article doing something like that so, oh wow they, these guys read Harvard's Harvard Business Review they must know and of course you do what's going on in their markets so you can see how how important that is you know scarcity I talked about you know at the beginning of the um the uh, the podcast had talked about Sam and how I'd bought these Wigan Athletic t-shirts and everything else. And, you know, scarcity is a really, really big thing. You know, whenever I'm on a site booking somewhere, I'll say, they've only got two rooms left. We need to get moving on this. Or, you know, I'll, I'll think, well, OK. So I'll go on to, I was booking some flights and um, with uh, to, to go to Turkey. And I was looking, oh, my God, all these, are, they're going Sharon, these flights are going. We need to get, you know, need to get it booked because I like those two seats there. Um, so, you know, it, it's things like that that, unfortunately, we just, you know, we, we are, as human beings, um, I'm going to do a little bit technical stuff here. We are, um, we are motivated by different things and we have like a hierarchy of needs. So one of our first things that we, we look for is we need food and shelter and warmth. And, and what that does for us is sets up this pattern that we have around we want something, we need something for us because it's for our family and it's for our needs. So it's like scarcity, um, that is a key driver for all of us. Now, I wouldn't say that you need to use it use it in a, in a, in a way that can be a little bit unethical because I know some people do that. However, it is important to use it in certain elements of your marketing. So Let's just say that, um, you know, you are working with a specific um, organization and you're talking to candidates and you're saying, look, you know, uh, we are one of only two companies that work with, um, you know, Acme Consulting or Acme Solutions or whatever. Um, so therefore, you know, we we can represent you. you. You know, you won't get anyone else to do that. So, you know, and and provided that's true, um, you can um, make make a make a thing of that um, when you're talking to people as well. So you know, you know the the the, the, infl- the six influencing strategies that we we've covered here can be used in all different ways um, through selling with your sales teams, with your recruiters, and also especially with your marketing. You know, another one could be you know the deadline for CVs 
um, for this particular role is, you know, August the whatever, you know, August the 17th, um, 2017 or something like that. You know, the other thing, of course, is like the classic hot candidate that you sell in to an organisation. So you could say, look, you know, got this really uh, hot candidate, uh, John. He is ready to move. Um, and in, and if you know, for instance, that, you know, at least five other people are, you know, calling out desperate for that particular skill set that John has, that particular coder maybe that he is, then um, placing them suddenly becomes quite easy because you have that, that important, uh, you know, um, person, you know, the important candidate that then you can, you know, contact them and say, look, you know, um, I wanted to give you first option. You know, John has this skill, this skill and this skill. I know that you could use that in your organisation. You know, um, you, you really need to let me know by the end of the day where you want a conversation, because otherwise I'm going to release it out. and I'm going to go to other people. You know, that will create um, an impetus and an action. So stories of Amaretto and Wigan Athletic today and uh, the six influencing strategies of marketing. So I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, this is Denise saying bye for now. Bye.